Jerry. What? Did you hear about the genie who lived in a flask of bitter water? No. He was a gin and tonic. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. I can accept that. (laughs) I'm Jerry. I'm Lacey. And this is Hardly Paranormal. So (laughs) you're just staring at me smiling and it's really weirding me out. It keeps throwing me off my my rhythm. (laughs) As she said. It feels like we had a long break from the 10th episode to now. It's been like four days. It's been like four days, but it feels like it's been forever. Yeah. I think it's because we really like doing this. (laughs) So any time away feels like a long time away. Truth. Yeah. So as from Lacey's joke, you can probably guess that this episode is about gin. Uh, Not the drink, not the libation, but (laughs) (laughs) about the uh, Islamic and Arabic mythological beings. Lacey, what do you know about jinn? Um... There's that one movie we watched that I'll never remember the name of. You mean Wishmaster. Yes. Yeah, Wishmaster's a great movie. Yeah, how, like, gins are kind of genies, but dicks. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the pretty, that's a pretty popular answer, I think, among Western people, mm-hmm. is that the gin are genies. So tell me about that, then, and we'll kind of go from there. About genies? Yeah, what do you know about genies? Well, I know of the Jinn, which are dicks, and Genie, Robin Williams. So, <laughs> Robin Williams. Yeah. And then there's the hot ones from the 60s that lived in a bottle and served an Air Force pilot. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Genie. <laughs> yeah, she's rad. Yeah, she's pretty cool. There's a lot of uh, misunderstandings around Jinn. Uh, Jinn are actually, uh, like I said, they're Arabic and Islamic spirits. Um, and I'm going to use that term really, really kind of loosely here because that doesn't really accurately describe what they are. A jinn is a spirit, though. No, oh, oh, that's so good. Oh, jinn, like the like the drink. Yes, and a spirit. That's yes. awesome. Thank you for explaining it for everybody. I'm sorry, it just blindsided me, so I was like, oh, so so unprepared for how funny that was. But genie is actually like an, an English word. It's not, and it, it kind of. I feel like genie encapsulates a very particular entity mm-hmm. that isn't really what jinn are. A lot of our Western understanding of the jinn, our interpretation of what they are, comes from uh, not really great sources mm-hmm. and from it basically like where we keep reiterating the same stories over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how we got here. Yeah. Their origins in mythology is that they were, uh, they predate humanity. Mm-hmm. They were made by Allah from ancient smokeless fire. That's so brutal. Uh, yeah, that's a really cool way to be born, I guess. <laughs> Um, and they, uh, I was just born from a lady named Sharon. It's not as interesting. <laughs> born I'm sorry, of, mom. <laughs> and in some of the, um, Islamic mythology that I have found, basically, um, Allah made angels out of light and they lived in the realm of light. They made, or he made men out of clay and we got to live on this sort of earth plane. And then he made the jinn out of fire and they live between the realms. Hmm. So... Very, very interesting and very mysterious uh, beings. So, what do you think that Jin look like? Um, the guy from Wishmaster. <laughs> so, like a like a demon. Yeah. Or a dude in a suit, because he looks like a person sometimes. Yeah. And Genie uh, from Aladdin does that also. He's like that blue smoke creature. Yeah. And then also he is Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> sorry, who? I don't recall. That movie doesn't exist. That was a fever dream. <laughs> 
According to the mythology, jinn are invisible. They can't be seen by the naked human eye. Mm-hmm. They can be seen by angels um, and other jinn, but not by us. They can make themselves visible, but not by... They don't, like, become uninvisible. They actually just take on a form that mm. we can, like, comprehend. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the imagery that we've seen of jinn is, like, they decide to look like that. That's uh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty I wish neat. I could do that. <laughs> yeah, like, just mm-hmm. or be invisible or... Change yeah. it to anything you want. Just be like, oh, I feel like looking like somebody. I don't know. Anybody. <laughs> like, I love your ambition. I like to look like somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I look like nobody now. <laughs> but they don't, yeah, like I said, they don't have like a, a form that we can see. And even when they do appear to humans, it's rarely so straightforward as like a person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do, but a lot of times they appear as smoke or dust. Sometimes they do appear as fire, uh, animals, like kind of anything. Shapeshifting is one of their key attributes. Oh. As well as being able to move through walls, being able to travel great distances in a short period of time. Uh, they're, they're very magical in nature, but they're not, um, they're not like the all-powerful genie where they can <laughs> do anything. Uh, and they actually have a lot of human qualities. Uh, for example, they naturally can live thousands of years, but they can be killed. They can starve. They have to eat like we do. Mm-hmm. They sleep. They fall in love. They have sex. Like, they have a lot of human qualities. They're very similar to us. They exist in a very weird place. I don't think in the West we really have anything quite like them. Where they're they're not really spirits. And they're not quite celestial beings. And in the Quran, they're divided up as believers and non-believers. And uh, the jinn are actually... I was really surprised to learn. Jinn are pretty commonly featured in the Quran. Some of them are more evil than others, like Ifrits are more evil. But for the most part, they are just like people. Some are good, some are bad. They fall in love with human beings, and there's actually a lot of stories in um, the medieval sort of Arab world of jinn having children with mortals, and them have the children that, you know, the offspring of these, uh, of these unions normally were seers. They had some kind of clairvoyant or Ooh. mystical abilities. Do you think Lorraine Warren was one of those? Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Dope. That, I think that would be kind of... I've not heard that. I think that would be pretty interesting uh, for a psychic in the United States to just be like, well, how did you come upon your psychic abilities? And it's like, well, my dad is a genie <laughs> and my mom is a person. <laughs> Well, I know what I'm doing with the second half of my life. Um, I'm going to start saying that I'm part jinn. You're just going to start trying to convince people. Yeah. Like, nope, my dad was a genie, my mom's a muggle. And so <laughs> that is why I can sometimes see parts of the future. I'm going to have to call my dad and be like, um, if anyone asks you, um, <laughs> you're a jinn. Besides mythologically jinn kind of predating humanity, mm-hmm. uh, stories about them are really, really ridiculously old. Uh, I mean... There's actually no, there's no record of when they first started being talked about either in an oral tradition or being written down. Like, it's just, they've it always, yeah, they've always been, uh, which I think is pretty cool. So we talked a little bit before about your idea of what a genie is. And I think that's kind of a pretty standard Western interpretation mm-hmm. of genies. So where does that image for you come from? Movies. Yeah. <laughs> Now, where do you think that image comes from? Where did the movies get it from? Not paying attention to history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like most Disney things, yeah. uh, it's 
basically taking an idea they heard from a foreign culture and just taking out the parts that they wanted to use. Like they heard the first sentence. They're like, oh, yeah, got it. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Perfect. Yeah. So the genie that we are all kind of familiar with, um, because I don't think everyone's familiar with the djinn from Wishmaster, but. Well, they should be. 10 out of 10. Yeah, those are great movies. That's your homework tonight. After you listen to this podcast, go look up Wishmaster. I'm going to watch it right after we record. Oh, dope. I'm going to fall asleep to Wishmaster. (laughs) (laughs) So prior to being made into a Disney film, that story of Aladdin comes from Aladdin and the Wondrous Lamp. And that's a story from the 1001 Nights. It's Mm -hmm. also called um, Arabian Nights or 1001 Arabian Nights. It was published multiple times. But that is actually a very, very, very old manuscript from the Middle East that was translated in the 1700s from Arabic to French Mm -hmm. by this guy, Antoine Galland. And uh, they became immediately successful. Like they were, he, I think he published them in 12 volumes and they were super, super successful. Uh, Because at that point in history, (laughs) most of those European countries had just conquered like North Africa and the places where these stories were being told. So this was the the nobility's way to have kind of a window into these cultures and kind of get an understanding of the people that they had just Mm -hmm. conquered. (laughs) Jinn are mentioned throughout that collection of stories. Yeah. Um, Not just in the one everybody knows, Aladdin and the Wonderful Lamp, but also in the the fisherman and the jinn, the merchant and the jinn. And those are other stories where humans have interactions with them that um give us a slightly di- what benny and the gin yeah yeah but b- b- benny and the gin yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do it go all the way go hard uh and do you know like the the other stories the the fisherman and the merchant no idea okay so i actually know them because i got to read a thousand and one arabian nights when i was in uh high school <laughs> nerd alert <laughs> um the fisherman one is actually pretty standard as far as like genie stories in the west come from it's a fisherman he's fishing in a lake Mm -hmm. he pulls up a net and in the net is a brass jar with a cork and he pulls it up out of the water and uncorks it and the smoke pours out of the jar and it's an ifrit which is like a a, a real shithead version of a gin because there's actually a lot of different kinds of gin Uh, but an ifrit is like that they're usually not nice yeah and it's colossal. Like, its head is in the clouds. Like, it's so big. And it's been trapped for 1,800 years. And it decides it's going to kill the fisherman. Rude. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, thanks for letting me out. Now i got to kill you. So the fisherman, who's not an idiot, mm-hmm. uh, stops this by saying, oh, well, I- I'm just so curious as to how something so massive and magnificent could possibly fit in such a small vessel. How do you do that? And if free are mythologically, like, they, they seem to be very uh, uh proud i love how in fiction like someone's hubris gets them immediately like one compliment and they're like oh yeah go on <laughs> yeah i think it's uh, an exaggerated version of real life because hubris does get the better of people a lot but mm-hmm. it's not i think it's in mythology and folklore it's kind of exaggerated with me someone compliments me i'm like okay what What's going on? What do you want? <laughs> yeah, I think in the modern world, the jinn would have fallen in love with the fisherman <laughs> for having not received a compliment in 1800 years. <laughs> but he turns back into smoke and eventually gets back into the vessel and he recor- the fisherman recorks the vessel yeah. and traps him. And the, the jinn is like, oh, no, wait, like, totally, let me out. Like, okay, <laughs> I won't kill you. 
So they basically come to an arrangement and he mm-hmm. releases the djinn and the djinn will perform a labor for him. Mm-hmm. And he leads – what he does for him is he leads him to a, um, an oasis that has, a, you know, a little lake. Yeah. And within it are fish that are like brilliantly colored and they're unlike any other fish in the world. And so basically he becomes very prosperous by selling these gorgeous fish. And that's how he, you know, the djinn repays him for letting him out of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> But that's where we get in Western mythology. That's where, not Western mythology, but in Western folklore. Yeah. Um, no, that's not even right. Like in our Western view of gin. Yeah. The bottle, mm-hmm. uh, the granting of favors, and even the smoky body. So what you're saying is that throughout history, glass does contain ghosts. Well, this is a brass bottle. Regardless. I mean, it sounds like glass, so I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> It's just plastic can. Plastic's the only thing that can. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Plastic, no good. I was actually wondering um, if you heard that new anime about the Jedi who grants wishes. Is this another joke? Are you doing more jokes? No, I'm asking a legit question. I'm, I have not heard about an anime with a Jedi <laughs> who grants wishes. It's called Kawaii Gon Jin. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> That's arrested my breathing temporarily. Like, <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, the other story, the merchant uh, and the djinn, that one is in a, a similar vein. It's basically there's a merchant. He's walking along a road. He's eating a fruit. Um, I think he's eating a peach. Hmm. And it has, like, a little pit in the middle. Yeah, and as peaches do. he chucks it. And a djinn shows up appears before him did it like knock him on the head or something well the djinn shows up and he has a sword and he tells him that the pit has hit his son in the head and killed him a hell of a pit yeah like (laughs) hell of a throw (laughs) yeah like (laughs) yeah like i think when you're done with like the pit of a a peach you don't like derek jeter that thing down the (laughs) hill like you give it a little toss you try not to kill any you know celestial beings um and he tells the djinn, like, oh, well, uh, there's no way I could have seen him, because in their natural form, djinn are invisible. Oh. And the djinn is <laughs> Hold like, on, hold on, hold on. Do you have another joke? <laughs> Why is a genie's lower half transparent? Why? <laughs> so you don't see his genitals. Oh, his genitals? <laughs> oh, my God. What $2 joke book did you get these jokes from? Oh, my goodness. So, for the listeners at home, when I was doing the research for this, and I told Lacey, okay, we're going to do one about Jin, she appeared to also be doing research and was like, oh, like getting all giddy, like, oh man, I can't wait, rubbing her hands together. And then it turns out, I thought she was looking up stories, because I was having a hard time finding stories, which we'll get to later. No, she's looking up these third grade, <laughs> these third grader jokes. Excuse me for bringing the hilarity to the episode. I honestly, yeah, this is great. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is what I'm here for. If you like really bad jokes, send us an email. HarleyParanormal at gmail.com. Send us your terrible gin jokes. So, <laughs> anyway, he, uh, the gin says, like, okay, I'm going to kill you. But first, I'm going to give you one year to get your affairs in order. And then we'll meet back at this tree and I'll kill you. Oh. That's kind of nice. Yeah, see, he's not a total (laughs) jerk. So the guy, you know, the year goes by, 
and he goes to the tree to wait and he's very you know he's forlorn and because he's gonna <laughs> die yeah and um three Sikhs come up to him one at a time each one shows up and then he tells them his story because they ask him why he's waiting there because it's on the side of the road it's a weird place to wait and they, he tells them why he's there so they decide to wait with him like to comfort him mm-hmm. and so the jinn shows up and he you know hey man it's been a year like i gotta do the deed and the Sikhs talk to the jinn and they strike a deal with him so each one of them is going to tell him a story and if he's impressed by the story then he will basically he's saying like he will relinquish uh, his claim to one third of the man's life do you think that jokes work because i think i would be a shoe in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't see why not. Like, <laughs> if stories work, jokes... I mean, a djinn should be pretty impressed by a joke about genitals. <laughs> genitals. Genitals. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you would expect, all three Sikhs tell their stories. The djinn is impressed by all three, and he lets the man live. Uh, so they're not, like, they're not really evil. They're not totally bad. I mean, some djinn are. And that's the thing that I learned in my research, is that djinn are very human-like. Their mm-hmm. origins are predate humanity they were uh made by allah by um basically were they kind of like the wizards in lord of the rings how they became (laughs) for humans the star yeah no oh so now we have the genies that we know yeah and there actually are 10 different kinds of jinn and the sort of genies that we think of are similar to one of the kind of jinn Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ones that we mostly hear about are, oh, I think they're called Marid, and they're like these sort of water-based gin, and they're a little bit more... Um... I was watering down my gin. <laughs> well, that's gin and tonic. It's just watering it down with <laughs> the grossest water ever. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of two things that don't go together more than <laughs> gin, which tastes terrible, Yeah. and tonic water, which is just... It, it tastes like radio static. Like it's the <laughs> worst. And you put those together. And like, how do you even grind up the gin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> I gotta recover. Your jokes keep blindsiding me and then I don't know what to say. It's because they're so unfunny that you just have to like. <laughs> um, and the other one is an ifrit. Which is like, uh, they're more associated with fire, which jinn are all associated with fire. But I guess these guys are especially associated <laughs> with fire. And they tend to be jerks. Those are the ones that we think of as the, the ones that turn wishes into nightmares kind of thing. I'm Mr. Heat-Miser. And in Islam, from what I've read, mm-hmm. I am not going to pretend to be an expert on Islam. And I'm not going to pretend that I know very much about the, the or faith. Or anything. Or anything, really. I'm not an expert at anything. <laughs> Um, their sort of version of the devil is Shaitan, who is a jinn, who is very similar to sort of the Western idea of a jinn, from what I can gather. Mm-hmm. That might not be right. So we had a comment from somebody on Facebook. Uh, Emily was asking if we were going to be talking about jinn as wish granters or as demons. And uh, what I basically told her is neither, because they are neither. <laughs> See, I said both. Yeah, I know you said both. <laughs> And I had to swoop in and respond and go, no, 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 wait, they're actually not either of those things. Uh, yeah, because they aren't really demons. They're they're sort of like spirits. They're not quite human, but they're not quite uh, celestial beings. Mm-hmm. And they do appear in a lot of stories as um, almost like ghosts because you don't see them. 
in the Islamic world, a lot of times what we would call a poltergeist or like just a regular old ghost haunting, mm-hmm. they would attribute to a jinn, saying that there was a jinn in the house that was causing a ruckus, knocking things over. Uh, the same thing goes for demonic possession. Uh, demonic possession, as far as I can tell, is not really a thing. It's more that the person would be in uh, possessed by a jinn. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of a cool... <laughs> I like that jinn are invisible, but they're also, you know, I guess squishy enough that they can go inside of a person's body. <laughs> like, I kind of like that. So they don't really function in the Western sense as demons. I don't even really understand what the Western idea of a demon is. <laughs> it's just a mean ghost, as far as I can tell, that works for hell. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know what Poltergeist is either, because I feel like they're also a demon, but they're a ghost. Well, Poltergeist um, is a German word. It means noisy spirit or noisy ghost. And they're specifically ghosts that move things and they knock. They make knocking noises. How do you keep all this information in your brain? Um, I don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I do have friends. That's not true. <laughs> I don't know why I know all these things. I don't know. Unfortunately, I'm a knowledgeable person. That's how I know them. I can't tell you how I know all these things because then I will only be able to know half as many things as what I know. So I can't cite my sources all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like being married to Google. That's what I, I told um, Matt over at Full Movie Podcast uh, because we were we were talking about something. I can't remember what it was. And I said that you, you had said that, that it was like being married to Google. <laughs> He's like, well, hopefully that's a good thing. I was like, I think so. Because you don't even really question it anymore. (laughs) You just ask questions like I'm Siri. Like, Well, the best part is that when our daughter is like, Mom, do you know blah, blah, blah. And she'll ask me a question and I'll stare blankly at her. And she goes, oh, I'll go ask Dad. Yeah. She doesn't. She gives me two seconds. She's like, oh, I'll just go ask her father. (laughs) (laughs) This search engine's too slow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on dial up. You're on high speed. (laughs) And so they, they don't function that way. The other thing she mentioned was wish granters. While there is a little bit of basis for this in the original um, 1001 Nights stories Mm -hmm. for jinn granting favors, the idea that they owe you wishes is a very Western idea. Mm -hmm. We always want something. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. Is oftentimes in 1001 Nights when humans run into jinn and the jinn provide them with a favor... It's it's an exchange. The human has to do something in return. Whereas in the Western idea of a genie, literally what you do is you find the genie and then he has to grant you wishes. So you can see there's a difference between it's an exchange and like we just want something for nothing. Yeah. And the genie has become kind of a thought experiment. Like if you could have three wishes, if you found a genie, what would you wish for? You know, it's sort of it's become part of Western um culture in that way Mm -hmm. that concept of if you could have three anything what would it be i've never understood why it's three wishes like why not one isn't one wish miraculous enough like why would it have to be three i guess like everything comes in threes like comedy is about threes and you know (laughs) that's all you got comedy (laughs) well no and like they have the like death comes in threes yeah i mean three is it's also a psychologically satisfying number um so that does make a lot of sense. But like if I could have three cakes right now, I would eat three cakes right now. See, if they were like, oh, well, you get three wishes. Um, it, it reminds me of Bedazzled mm-hmm. when she tells him that he has uh, seven wishes. And he says, why not eight? And she says, why not six? <laughs> That's kind of my view of it. It's like, well, why not four wishes? Like, yeah. <laughs> but then the genie will be like, okay, fine, you get two. <laughs> I go, oh, no. <laughs> uh, but they don't really grant wishes. That's not a thing. Uh, 
totally made up part of western interpretation part of really um gellin's work you know his his translation from arabic to french Mm -hmm. and then that story being translated and then being retold because even like in disney's aladdin aladdin is arabic he's from agrabah but in the original 1001 nights he's chinese what i didn't know that yeah and the sorcerer who is uh jafar in the disney version in the original story uh, I don't remember what his name is because it's really long. And he's from Maghreb, which is like North Africa. So he, he, it's like oh. this sort of Egypt, Tunisia kind of area. It's not, there's two genies. There's not one. In, and one of them is John Leguizamo. They're bo- yeah, they're both John Leguizamo. Um, that's a reference to the 1001 Nights uh, television miniseries that John Leguizamo was in where he played the genie of the lamp and the genie of the ring. And it's awesome. I highly recommend it. He's peak John Leguizamo <laughs> in that. But yeah, the genie of the lamp is the one that we think of, where it's this sort of smoke and um, very powerful genie that can kind of do anything. And the other one in that story is the genie of the ring, which is less powerful and kind of useless. Like, he can't really do a whole lot. And then, like, they have to walk all the way to Mordor, and it's this whole thing. <laughs> to th- yeah, you gotta throw the ring into the barbecue, and then... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, d- it destroys the tower. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the genie of the lamp goes away. Like I was saying, they're not really spirits either. Because um, it's, it's kind of hard to kind of nail down what they are. Uh, yeah, because they're made of smoke. Because they're made- <laughs> <laughs> It's like trying to catch smoke with your bands. Uh, well, when I was doing my research, it there's a lot of stories where they appear in different forms. And what they are exactly is kind of hard to nail down. It's not like for us, if we say a ghost, if I say ghost... You know immediately what I'm talking about. It's mm-hmm. a dead person. It's their their spirit. But if I say spirit, that could mean a lot of other things. Spirit has a much broader definition. Mm-hmm. And jinn is kind of like that. It has a really broad definition that is very meaningful to people who practice Islam because they appear in the Quran multiple times. Um, Satan in the Quran is a jinn. And that's fucking metal as mm-hmm. hell. <laughs> He's not the wish-granting kind. He's just the be invisible and influence people kind. Still brutal. Still super brutal, yeah. But I found that it was actually very difficult to find um, modern stories where people have had encounters with jinn. Mm-hmm. Not that they don't. They definitely do. The problem is, is those stories are very hard to sort of separate from what we would just call ghost stories. Yeah. They appear to be almost exactly the same. Especially like haunted houses. There's people that have a haunted house and they believe it's a gin rather than ghosts. We should have drank gin and thrown it up while we were recording this. Oh. We should have had like some little gin based cocktails. Like like poisonous cabinet? Yeah. And then had like a bucket that we could just spit it out into because <laughs> gin is disgusting. Could we just drink our rum and call it gin? Yeah, we could drink our rum and just call it gin. It's clear. We'll call it pirate gin. <laughs> <laughs> I can't all gin tastes like uh, window cleaner. It's yeah. awful. It's like drinking Windex, and it makes me sad. Did you hear about the genie that walked into the bar? No. They had a sign that said, we don't serve gin. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, this is, that's very, very uh, spiritist. <laughs> <laughs> very anti-genie. You have so many of these jokes. There's more, aren't there? Like, you're sitting on more, aren't you? No, I, I mentioned most of them so far already. Okay, that's good. <laughs> oh, now. now i'm gonna google some more gin <laughs> jokes your wish is my command <gasps> see you had more up your <laughs> sleeve 
another part of the Jin mythology that I thought was really interesting is sometimes you get, I can't remember the name, it has an Arabic name, but there are these companion Jin. Like you're born and the Jin is kind of like attached to you. Companion? Companion, yeah. <laughs> uh, which sounds awesome, but they are not your friend. It literally is a djinn that follows you around from birth, and they're just trying to get you to sin and do bad things. Kind of like a yokai? Yeah. Yeah, a lot like that. And they... Oh, you mean yokai like from yokai watch? Yes. Not from actual Japanese culture. No, yokai watch. Yeah, like the yokais that attach to people and make them... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I was just thinking of a dog, like a like a human-faced dog that's a djinn <laughs> following someone around. And yeah, Mangymutt. Mangymutt, yeah, that's his name. Uh, and they do, they the thing that makes them uh, particularly insidious is that because they're with you your whole life, they know everything about you. So they know exactly what to do to manipulate you to get you to do bad things. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, because they're like humans, they, um, they have free will. So they choose to do these things. It's not like a, you know, a spirit that's just like, oh, I can't help it. I'm a, you know, this is what I do. They choose to do that. Uh, it's also interesting because in, uh, that the whole free will concept with Jin. Oh, you could probably hear a siren in the background. It's gone away. <laughs> and that whole free will thing with Jin is uh, uh, pretty interesting in how it plays out in the Quran because there are Jin that are Muslim mm-hmm. and believers in Allah, and then there are some that are not. And some of them get converted uh, in stories from the Quran, and some of them work against believers and trying to convert people away from islam so it's really interesting that it makes me think that maybe they are a real thing (laughs) yeah because it's not like a lot of other ghosts it's not like a lot of other paranormal entities where they they sort of have this this sort of two-dimensional you know quality to them where they exist and they do a thing these are like a people they have you know their own desires and you know plans and schemes and stuff like that which i think is really (laughs) crazy yeah uh, there's actually a story with King Solomon where he enslaved Jin, and he had a ring, this big old ring with a giant diamond on it that he used to uh, brand Goals. giant. Yeah, <laughs> I would love a huge diamond ring where I brand my enemies. And that's what he did: is he branded Jin on their necks with it to show that they were enslaved by him. And uh, one day he was bathing in a river, and a Jin just stole the ring. Huh. And then went and sat on his throne, and that was it. He was the king. And, like, well, I think he shape-changed to look like the king. Is that how it works? Can I just, like, steal, like, my boss's, like, just glasses or chair. something and go sit in his chair? <laughs> That's why I won't get out of that one chair in the living room, because mm-hmm. I'm terrified that someone else will sit in it, and then I don't get to be the man in the house anymore. And then you have to bludgeon me with a hammer and then curse the chair, and then... Oh, my God. Oh, you're talking about that one chair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm, like, the man of the house, but I am a man in the house, <laughs> and I would like to maintain that status as long as I can. Because Theo, he's, he's growing up. He's going to be four. This is about the time that a boy kills his father. Shows <laughs> <laughs> so how much stronger he is. Yeah, I'm terrified of him. That's why I don't go to sleep until he does. <laughs> I wait till he's asleep before I let my guard down. So you have a gin story. I do. Now, before you tell your gin story, mm-hmm. I, I pointed out earlier that it was kind of hard to find modern gin stories. Uh-huh. And the reason for that is because um, I don't know how it is with a younger generation, but with older uh, generations of people, they're very reticent to talk about gin because mm-hmm. the belief is that talking about them will attract them. Right. And you don't want that. Well, this is not a news story. A new story or a news? It's not a new story. Oh, okay. This is an older story. Yeah. 
I thought you said it's not a news story. (laughs) I was like, well, yeah. (laughs) Like, maybe in the National Enquirer. (laughs) Alright, I'm gonna need you to supply some, like, spooky music to this, okay? Well, it's already playing right now. Oh, good. (laughs) Aren't you spooked? Editing! (laughs) Okay. Reading gives me so much Is this anxiety. a scary story? Because you're laughing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> a man, whilst rummaging through his late uncle's effects, happened upon an ancient and singular lamp. Being a normal and well-adjusted individual, he immediately begins to polish the lamp when a djinn suddenly appears. The djinn says, The djinn says, You have freed me from my imprisonment. What service may I render you? After racking his brain, the man answers, There's nothing I want more than the water from the fountain of youth. The sky turns purple and a strange feeling overcomes the man. Nevertheless, a bottle is grasped in his hand. Bounding into the garden, he dances for joy. Unfortunately, in his excitement, he... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it sounds like the beginning of a scary story, but you're like holding back laughter the whole time. So either you're incredibly sadistic or this is not a scary story. <laughs> Unfortunately, in his excitement, he stumbles and spills the elixir onto an adjacent flower bed. Realizing that this is his last chance at immortality, he says, Alas, now I'll die before my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now you mean time like the plants. This was an elaborate joke. See, I asked earlier, I said, are you sitting on more gin jokes? And you said no. That was a lie. That was a lie. Oh my god. It's, they're always funnier to you. I'm hilarious. Everybody knows it. They just don't say anything. <laughs> How rude. (laughs) I want to say that's like, that's it. That's the story about Jin, but that's really not true. There's a lot more to this mythological race of beings, but it's too much for us to cover on this show. It's beyond the scope of what we do here. And we do try to keep this a little lighthearted and a little... uh, Lacey tries to keep it lighthearted. Lacey tries to keep it a little... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's fair. There is so much more to what Jin are. And I think it's really kind of tragic that the Western idea of the genie, which is so different to what they really are, um, is kind of what we know about them. And it's kind of what most people know about them. I mean, even the questions that we received uh, prior to recording this, mm-hmm. when uh, M asked, like, oh, as witch granters or demons? Like, because that's a Western understanding of what they are. And she can't be blamed for that. But that's, I it kind of sucks that... That's kind of what we know about them. Yeah, that's what I knew about them. And the they're such a rich and interesting part of Islamic folklore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of a shame that we don't get to see a really, you know, accurate portrayal of them. Uh, there was a movie that was made a few years ago. I think it was like a made-for-TV movie called Jin, And it was like, <laughs> it started off like the Blair Witch Project, where it was like, <laughs> basically, it, was, it, it had like a thesis at the beginning, saying mm-hmm. that it was going to be showing a accurate portrayal of them uh that was different to what the westerners typically believe and it was not like it was (laughs) it was pretty inaccurate anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's kind of unfortunate um 
this was sort of a brief overview. There's a lot of stuff I did not know. I didn't know they were in the Quran. Like, that blows my mind. But I think the reason that it blows my mind is because instead of seeing them for what they really are as these sort of spiritual, quasi-celestial beings, which would make sense in a religious text, my brain still sees them as, you know, the genie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which would be silly, like, if genies showed up in the Bible. That would sound really strange. Yeah. Uh, But that's because our understanding of them is inaccurate i don't want to say it's wrong because it there is some grains of truth to mm-hmm. it but it's inaccurate so we actually did the poll which i think most people responded to on instagram um of which of the two we were going to do whether we we're going to do gin or leprechauns overwhelmingly people wanted us to do gin i think it's because they're pretty mysterious we don't really understand them as we've said before Uh, But the reason I brought those two together in that poll is because I think they are both very misunderstood. We have these sort of modernized ideas of what they are that are not really accurate. So our next episode is going to be about leprechauns. So the people who voted for leprechauns, which, by the way, was mostly our Irish listeners. (laughs) We are going to do an episode. Emma. (laughs) We are going to do an episode on leprechauns um, because... They are a lot more than just the Lucky Charms dude. There's a lot more to them. And this podcast is really about showing the softer side and the lovelier side of cryptids. That's true. We really do go out of our way to take the parent. We want to show that the paranormal is not so cut and dry. It's not just, hey, a spooky thing happened. It's ghosts. It's poltergeists. It's demons. I think that's a lazy answer. But the also thing is, what's a leprechaun? Oh, he's got a pot of gold and he wears a hat and he shines his shoes. That's a lazy answer. There's more to it than that. Softer side. How are we going to make him a love icon? I don't think we're going to have to. I think it's going to come naturally. (laughs) Because we've done this with other cryptids that we've had. Every single one? Every single one you find out that there's a much softer side to them. (laughs) Hope Uh, it's romantic. And there is softer side even to the jinn. Because there's lots of stories um, in medieval Islamic culture. There were stories of jinn falling in love with people and being good. Like people, good and bad. So what you're saying is that I'm going to have to add leprechauns and gin to the array no, no, of tattoos no. that I'm going so to So on get. your tattoos, you're going to have like the dog man and you're going to have the headless ghost pirate holding hands with the Jersey devil. And you have to have Will Smith's genie hanging out with like a leprechaun. Do you want to get cut? <laughs> it's just going to be like a photorealistic um, tattoo of the guy from Wishmaster. Oh my God. That would be so dope. Oh, that would. Oh, see, you were being jokey, but you stumbled upon a cool tattoo <laughs> idea. <laughs> All right, Luis, we got to get on this. <laughs> got to get it going. Uh, so we actually have another review. Do we? On iTunes. Oh. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I think you've actually read it, but forgot. Oh. <laughs> um, this one is from Anna Young Music, and it is titled Great Stories. It said, perfect mix of spooky and skepticism. Great stories every week, and hosts have great chemistry. Funny, quirky, and a good time all around. Thank you, Anna Young Music. Is it? I don't think that's her real name. I don't think Young Music is a is a, a surname. Could be. It's not like that. What's that guy's name? Andrew Young Husband from yeah. Canada's Worst Handyman. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun name. Thank you. That's super great. And but also, if that is your name, I'm sorry. If that, oh, <laughs> yeah, you do that a lot, don't you? You you go, oh, that's awful, and then it's a thing someone cares about. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the worst. That happens kind of often with you. My mouth is a lot sassier than I mean it to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. 
And the reviews really do help us a lot. It helps awesome people like you find awesome podcasts like ours. And the more people that listen, the better. I mean, we're going to do this regardless of how many people listen. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of blown away at how many people do actually listen on a weekly basis. Oh, yeah. I have so much anxiety. Yeah. I know. We've talked about this before. Like, it's exciting because people are listening to what we're saying about stupid stuff. Yeah. But it's also so like it creates so much anxiety in my heart because i'm like oh no so many people are listening to the stupid things i say like half my daily calories is tums now <laughs> <laughs> but uh the itunes thing uh matt and freya that's why we do it so then people can find us out we're not really sure why we do it either just we also heard other podcasts say that so we're in this together that's a bit of an inside joke i think our listeners aren't savvy to that but uh, if you listen to Full Movie Podcast, they were not sure why they do this whole thing at the end where they plug all of the social medias. Um, and they say, oh, well, we've heard it on... That's why we did it. We heard yeah. it on other podcasts. <laughs> Someone's going to listen to theirs and then also do it. But I've, I've come to realize that it, it creates visibility. So, oh. yeah, spread it around. We, we like having people listen to us. Say, we don't actually, but we do need them to, to validate our own feelings. <laughs> <laughs> That's too real. That's too real. Cut it out. <laughs> so if you like this episode, uh, as we were saying before, you can follow us on Twitter at Harley Paranormy with a Y. Um, we're also on Instagram at Harley Paranormal. I think we're most active on Instagram. Um, that's where we haunt the most. That's where we haunt. Oh, yeah, I like that. All <laughs> right. Um, you can also join our Facebook group, Hardly Paranormal. Um, we are m- getting more active on the Facebook group. It was really hard because I don't really do Facebook because I'm like a 68 year old man. Um, Lacey does Facebook a lot more than I do, but we're, we're getting better at it. I think <laughs> you can subscribe, you can like, and you can leave us a review on Apple podcasts. As we mentioned, you can also follow us on Spotify and, uh, you can also subscribe to us on Castbox. I especially like CastBox because you can set us to auto-download. So every time we release a new episode, your your CastBox app will automatically download the new episode. To so, be honest, what do you need more than like Jerry and Lacey talking in your ear holes? <laughs> we're really trying to force ourselves on the listeners as much <laughs> as we can. Um, and we're available pretty much anywhere else that you can get your podcast. Yeah. Um, but if you have any questions or comments or you want to send us suggestions, you can get at us on Instagram, you can get at us on Facebook, and you can send us an email at hardlyparanormal at gmail.com. Don't do it. I can see it in your face. You're going to make a request that you're not allowed to make anymore. <laughs> so send us your suggestions. And pictures. <laughs> so send us your suggestions. And drawings. If you have a subject that you'd like us to talk about. Um, or, I mean, my knowledge of the paranormal is pretty broad, I'll say. But there's plenty of stuff I've never heard about. So if there's something you've heard about that you think would be cool for us to talk about, let us know. I just want a pen pal. If you just want a pen pal, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. We'll just email you back and forth. Tell us about your day and we can tell you about ours. That'd be great. Yeah. (laughs) So until next time, I'm Jerry. I'm Lacey. And remember, it's probably just the wind. Wish me.